0: Like the rest, we were, by nature, objects of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who was rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages... He might show the incomparable riches of his grace, expressed in his kindness to us in Jesus Christ. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do add his blessing to that.
1: Yeah, yeah, go ahead look for your car, walk at a like an angle across the street. Just stay in the way of the cars for as long as you possibly can. There's no reason we wouldn't want this lot all congested or anything people to be able okay no no i'll stop while you look for your keys it's cool oh gotta reply all oh, reply all oh, reply all oh, reply all oh. yeah go ahead and stand in front of the car just stand in front of the car she said just tell me when you can be there she didn't say tell everyone when you can be there i just need to Oh, i hate this oh, i love jesus though How do you not know what you wanted? You waited behind three other cars. Just stop hitting reply all. Just answer the one person. Why reply? <laughs> oh, it's Bill. He's gonna wanna talk to me about his fantasy football team. I don't care. Oh. Hey, who microwaves salmon in an office full of people? Honestly. I didn't watch the game. I told you I don't watch the game. I don't care. You got just respond to the person you need to respond to not everyone in the office I don't care how you're ranked. I'm just gonna pull in close the door. Let's just close the door close the door Oh, oh, they're ordering like 20 drinks for the office. Go inside. Go inside Pretend you don't see him pretend you don't see him. Oh, I hate this. I hate this. Oh good. He's given up I hate that guy But I love Jesus
0: Hey, hey, hey. Yeah? I need those express reports by Friday. No problem. Hate that guy.
2: Wow. Uh, a jerk for Jesus. Maybe that could be his name, couldn't it? A jerk for Jesus could be the way that it could be. Uh, is that what we want to be like? Is that uh, the type of person that we are? There are probably moments so that you are looking at and thinking, I have done that. That person walking in and they're coming towards you, no, don't see me. <laughs> uh, that email, that just keeps coming through. You think, oh for goodness sake, send it to someone else. There's moments, isn't it, where we've had that expressed desire to not like people, but we love Jesus. It's been a challenge, hasn't it? And that's what we've been talking about over these uh, last uh, few weeks, we've been talking about what it is to be living a loving life, a loving life that is centred on Jesus. That's what we've been thinking about, that's what we've been talking about, and we've been wanting to be a person who actually is someone who lives a loving life for Jesus, Not a jerk for Jesus. Maybe a lover for Jesus would be a better way for putting it, wouldn't it? Rather than that guy up there. That's what we'd like to be, lovers for Jesus. People who are known because we love others. Not people who are two-faced. Not people who, on the front say we love Jesus, and then behind the back, grumble and complain about them. Uh, That's been our challenge, isn't it? As we've looked at that over this term, and right back at the beginning, we looked at that all comes, first and foremost from us understanding that we are loved by God. That we are loved by God beyond all measure. And that if we know that we're loved by God and if that love for God wells up within us, then it will come out from us. And we know that we're loved by God and we see that demonstrated in Jesus and who Jesus is and how he lived and what he did. And as we know that and experience that and as the Spirit applies that to our lives that's where our love will come from because we'll actually be loving people for them not to get something back we won't be selfish we won't be trying to do things just to get stuff happen to us but we're doing them because we love them because our identity and who we are is loved by God Remember, we worked out then we looked at that we are able to forgive others because we have a forgiving God we are to be generous to others because we have a generous God We are to be compassionate with others because we have a compassionate God. And last week, we are to be hospitable to others because we have a hospitable God. How'd you go last week? How many people did you eat with who weren't your blood family? Oh, it's time to think, aren't we? was a challenge, wasn't it? The challenge from last week was for us to be hospitable. To think about who we can have in our lives, in our families, be it in our home or be it down the street, where we can actually spend time and being hospitable with them and welcome them in. We worked out that we've got forty-two meals. That's breakfast, lunch, and dinner, morning tea, afternoon tea, and supper. Take a couple of them, guys. And go for it. A hospitable life because we have a hospitable God. And, and this week we're going to be thinking about loving doing good because we have a God who loves to do good. I'm going to pray and we're going to have a think about that together. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, what a challenge it has been over this last term. Uh, and what an encouragement it has been over this last term, Lord, to think about how you have loved us so much and out of your love for us, for us to love others. We pray this morning as we again look at your word, as we again open up our hearts and our lives to you, Lord, that by your spirit you'll do a work within us, uh, that Lord, we will go away from here being changed by you, that we won't go away from here and do exactly what we've done every other day of our lives, but Lord, we'll be changed and challenged and transformed by your word by the work of your spirit applying your word to our lives. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, That's what our theme today is, loving doing good. And we're going to be thinking about that and we're going to be looking at that together uh, and we're going to be thinking about how we can do that uh, because sometimes I think as, uh, as Christians, if you've been around the Christian world for a little while, sometimes we've shied away from that doing good topic. Uh, we've shied away from that doing good topic, doing good works topic, because we don't want to get it confused with doing good works to be saved. And us evangelical Reformed Presbyterians have tended to think whenever there's something that might be a little bit on the edge, well, it might be biblical, but don't step into it because we're too scared we'll go too far. Or we'll get misconstrued or it'll get thrown out of the side and suddenly everyone will start doing stuff in weird ways that we get scared of. And we've done that a little bit in the past. When we use the term doing good or good works, we've got worried about the fact that somehow people are going to get confused and think if we just do good, do good, will we get salvation? Now, it's clear from the passage we just read, wasn't it Ephesians 2 verses 1 to 10? But that's not the case. Uh, if you read Ephesians 2 1 to 10, the first nine verses is about how we are only saved by grace in Jesus, nothing else. But then it tops it off that when if that is true then verse 10 is true too you know sometimes we uh, we stay in verses 8 and 9 we love verses 8 and 9 don't we Whereas by grace you've been saved through faith not by works so that no one can boast and we stop but verse 10 is just as important it's not any less important verse 10 says for you are Christ's workmanship created in God's image to do good works that he has prepared in advance for you to do two go together, don't they? But we've been careful because we don't want to think people you can earn it because you can't earn it. But once you are, then good works are just as important. And the other thing we've got worried about is because of this thing called the social gospel. If you've been around Christian uh, churches for a while, you've heard of that. And the social gospel is where you actually just go out and do all the good works that you can, but you never mention Jesus. You go out and do all the good things that you can possibly do, But you never, ever tell people why you're doing it. You never, ever speak about Jesus and just through the good works that you do, then somehow people will get to know about God. And we've shied away because we think, oh, we don't want to have just the social gospel, guys. Well, both those are extremes, aren't they? Because the Bible isn't like that. The Bible says he brings the two together. We are saved by grace in Jesus alone to do good works. They're not separate, they're one entity. They come together. Uh, I don't know about you, but I've not noticed around at the moment, but in chips, uh, chips go into, at the moment, there's also, it's not just plain chips anymore, it's not just barbecue chips anymore, it's not just uh, chicken chips anymore, it's got to combine everything, don't you? You've got to put combined things together. And often in chips these days, they try to combine things that you would never thought that you could possibly have combined together. Uh, and that they wouldn't work together. But actually, when you put them together, they are amazing. They're fantastic. Now, my favourite is this, lime and black pepper. I don't really like lime by itself, and I don't like black pepper by itself, but if you stick them on a chip, man, I can't stop eating them. They are fantastic. They're great, aren't they? And that's like this, isn't it? It's like the Gospel. It's having Jesus and good works are not to be separated they are to come together and when they come together they're powerful they're unstoppable and they're transforming and you can't get enough of it I just wanted to show you this one because this is quite a funny clip I saw as I was going through it look at all these chips all the different ones up there Uh, the cherry cola one the chilli lemon and octopus, have you tried that one? the Patrick Swayze's Roadhouse steak one uh, the life before the accident one the uh, turkey and stuffing uh, there's everyone forgot my birthday chips. Oh, this, that was funny, wasn't it? There's lots of different chips out there, isn't it? There? There's a heaps of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Keep. You can read for ages and go through them. Check your privilege one, uh, the Cuban yucca one, the breakfast with cops one, all these sorts of chips that are out there. What I want to bring us back to? <laughs> after all, I just thought it was funny. I just thought that's not worth looking at, is not it? Uh, well, but there we are. Everyone's trying to combine stuff together, but ultimately we need to bring Jesus and the good works together. They're not a separated entity. The only time the Bible separates the two together is that it is salvation birth through Jesus alone, and then once we are saved, the two are together. because God is a loving God who has done great things for us and he loves to do good. I'm going to go through a couple of verses for you. There's a whole lot more in the Bible but I just want you to see if you've seen your back of your service sheet there's an outline for you and this is God's take on doing good, on loving doing good. Let's have a look at some of the verses that are up there for us. The first one is the one that we just did, isn't it? Ephesians 2, 1 to 10. We just looked at that. Uh, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus 4 good works which God prepared beforehand for us to do. Ephesians 2 verse 10. What about this one? Galatians 6 verse 9 to 10. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest and we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the faith, uh, belong or rely on the believers, the faith. Galatians 6 9 to 10 about this one. Uh, 1 Timothy verse 16, command command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds and to be generous and willing to share. And finally, uh, one more after this, Hebrews 10, 24, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. The verse just before that says, don't give up meeting together so that you can spur one another on to love and good deeds let us not love with words or speech but with actions and in truth 1 John 3.18 what did Jesus say by this all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another love in action love doing good doing good to others doing good to those around us is what we are to be on about that's what God's on about that's what he desires us to be on about loving doing good now we know that first and foremost the most loving thing we can do for anyone is introduce them to Jesus but when we look at the scriptures it's not just words and tell them about Jesus it's not just actions and show them Jesus it's the two together isn't it The most loving thing we can do for people is to show them by doing good to them and then being able to speak to them and show them and speak to them together how good God is by being good to them. We don't separate it. The two have got to be together. The two run out of each other. You see, this is what Jesus did. Jesus had the two together. Uh, This is from Luke chapter 4, verses 18 and 19. In Luke chapter 4, this part is the first time that Jesus speaks uh, and preaches in a sense. He gets up in the synagogue, he opens up the scroll of Isaiah and then he reads this. He says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recover of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. He wraps it up and he sits down and he says, That's me. Now, what he's saying there is the two together, isn't he? saying proclaiming and setting free, speaking about and healing. It's the two together. And what Jesus does from Luke 4, from this very position, if you read the rest of Luke as he fulfills that, you'll see him doing all these things throughout the rest of Luke to prove that he is the one that Isaiah is speaking about, to show that he is the Messiah, But he shows in who he is, the Messiah, he shows in how we are to live like him. Loving, doing good and proclaiming Jesus within it, in our actions and our words. You see, I think these days is that authenticity, authenticity is the new apologetic. I don't think it's new, actually. I think it's been the apologetic from the very beginning. What I mean by that is the apologetic means it's the way to justify and speak about and prove that Jesus is real. Authenticity is what people need to see today. We've had a period of time, I think, probably uh, in the last 20 years or 30 years or maybe even longer, that in particularly in the evangelical part of uh, Christianity, we've forgot about the authenticity and we've just told people to preach we've told people you've got to speak the gospel if you're not speaking the gospel then you're not really evangelizing you're not really sharing we've gone so hard on the preaching that we've forgot about the authenticity and about the life I think the scriptures hold the two together and we need to bring the two together you don't discard one for the other. The two have got to come together. The two have got to be together. They're like lime and black pepper in my chips. You can't go one without the other. You've got to have them together. As we're authentic in that, then we're a living tract for Jesus. Uh, some of you would have seen these two tracts that are around. tracks are like you can give out to people that explain the gospel to them one's the bridge diagram and one's two ways to live they're both great things okay and they're both really helpful in proclaiming the gospel Uh, but what i'm saying to you here and now and what i think the scriptures are saying to us today is that that isn't just it you don't just give someone the tract and then think well i've done my job i'm out of here you don't just sit down and tell them the bridge diagram all right i've told you the gospel hands off no 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 that can be helpful but our life is the tract it's as we live authentically for Jesus, living that loving life, that we're able to love people by forgiving them, being compassionate to, it, to them, being generous to them, being hospitable to them, being gracious. That we have opportunity to show them what the gospel is and we have opportunity to share with them what the gospel is through our life and our work. You see, the amazing thing is God's got those good things for us to do already. Sometimes we think, what are the things I need to do? I need to rack my brain and try and work them out and think it all through. What did Ephesians 2 verse 1 to 10 say? The things God has already got planned for you to do. They're in front of you, you just need to do them. Too often we think, well, I've got to go out and find out what are those good things. Well, just have a look around you, they're there. And he's got to start doing them what it says there. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. That is great news, isn't it? God knows what's going to happen for you today. The rest of the day, there are things planned out today for you where there is an opportunity for you to do good for someone that will reflect back on how great God is. That's exciting, isn't it? What gets you out of bed in the morning? Or are you more like this? <laughs> and you just slide out and think, oh, it's another day. I don't know what's going on. I'm just going to be exhausted. It's 5 o'clock in the morning and the kids are awake again.
1: Go back to bed till 6 o'clock, said Bob.
2: <laughs> I would have said 8. I reckon 6 is still way too early, Bob. What does motivate you to get out of bed in the morning? What is it that gets you up in the morning and says, How good is this day? Is it your work? Is it your husband or your wife or your partner? The opportunity to see your girlfriend or your boyfriend? Uh, Is it to make money? Is it sex? Is it sport? Is it the fact that the fish are on? Is it the fact that the surf is great? Now, don't get me wrong, none of those wrong things are bad and good things to get out of bed. But I tell you, what is much more exciting to get you out of bed is that God has already got good things for you to do today. Hasn't he? It's there. It's in front of you. All you need to do is do it. Open your eyes, see it and do it. Sometimes I think we open our eyes and we see it and we go, oh, man, here comes Bill, the neighbour. Hit the button to the, it comes down. I don't want to see him. I don't want to talk about him. I don't, you know, The neighbour next door, they're just going to talk about their own kids all over again. Quick, shut the door. I've heard about their kids for so long. Well, you walk down the street and you see there's a need at the local neighbourhood centre for people to help in the food bank. Well, I didn't see that. It could be anything, couldn't it? God has got good things planned for you to do every day of your life. It's there. It's a great saying, isn't it? The Nike one just do it. Now, sometimes that's probably not helpful. Uh, but on doing good, I reckon we're really good at justifying. Say, so, well, hang on a minute, I'll wait for that one. I'll be better placed to do that a little bit later. You know, things are going to be sorted out. I'll be able to do that good down the track. Hey, guys, let's just do it. If God has put it in front of us there and it's there for us to do, it's actually disobedient not doing it. And now I'm not saying don't be unwise. The Bible speaks a whole lot about wisdom, okay? Remember, the Bible is very well put together it's very well balanced but I actually don't think we're in trouble of being unwise most of the time I think we're in trouble of just being disobedient and walking by just do it let me encourage you when you wake up in the morning tomorrow jump out of bed and say God what have you got me to do today what's the good I can do give me eyes, give me ears to see so I can step into that Because as I do that good, then I'm loving people. And as I'm loving people, I'm showing them that you love them. You see, the gospel is transformative, isn't it? The gospel brings healing. The gospel brings peace. The gospel brings transformation. How can we bring that to our community? How can we bring those things into the places that we live into? You see, we can bring the gospel into the way that we live, the way that we respond to the community around us. And as we do that, we get opportunities, don't we, to show why we do that. It's because of Jesus. It's because he loves me so much and he's got all this plan for me to do. I can't help but do it. That's why I'm out there doing it. You get opportunities to share with people. Uh, We've seen this before, haven't we? We've been blessed to be a blessing. And that comes from Genesis 12, where uh, God speaks to Abraham and he says you're going to be, I'm going to bless you and you're going to be a blessing to the nations. And that continues on when you look through the scriptures, doesn't it? That we have been blessed to be a blessing. You see, everything that you have, everything that has been given to you, your salvation, your life, everything you have is only because we have a good God who's given it to you. He has blessed you with those things, not just you can sit back and say, hey man, I've been blessed. Whew. How good is God to me? Yeah. Yeah. I don't care about you but man he's blessed me it's garbage it's not about us going around telling people we're blessed it's us to go out and bless others it's us to get out there and be part of that to show them how good God is how great God is Uh, if you've got inside your service sheet you'll see I've just uh, printed up something for you, Uh, this is something I gave out a couple of years ago, some of you who haven't been here uh, at that point in time wouldn't have had it Uh, but I've given you a new one uh, there's the summary version with a bit of Chinese at the top, for those who can read Chinese, because there could be Chinese people here, I'm sure. No, that's just that that was, <laughs> that was the one that I found on the net that helped show us what it is. Uh, if you look, that bless, isn't it? You can, we can actually take the letters of bless and actually apply them into our everyday. And the first one is to be praying. How many of you wake up in the morning and pray, Lord, please show me where I can be a blessing today to people out there? Show me where I can do good for someone. Show me the people you want to send me to. Lord, give me ears and eyes to see. Or do we get up and go, oh, Lord, man, just get me through this day. Lord, I don't know how I'm going to do it. That's not a bad prayer. But in the end of it, you can say, Lord, get me through this day and give me eyes to see. Change my heart, oh, Lord, so I can be a blessing to people. We need to be praying first and foremost for God to open our hearts to it and open others' hearts to it. And then we do need to listen. I've added look uh, to the sheet that you've got. We not only need to listen to people who are out there, but we need to look and see where the good is to do. And the year is to eat. That's our hospitality, isn't it? That's where it comes back in, doesn't it? It keeps feeding into it. Feeding into it, there's a plain word, isn't it? Uh, it does, doesn't it? As we eat with people around food, it's phenomenal how walls break down. It's a great thing, isn't it? Uh, It's interesting, uh, as we talked about hospitality last week, and as I was thinking about it during the week, and as I thought about this, uh, you never see in the scriptures that it tells you to expect hospitality. It tells you to do hospitality. That's a challenge, isn't it? It's not that we should be going around expecting people to show us hospitality. It tells us to get out there and do it. And if you're doing hospitality, it doesn't matter whether other people are giving it to you, but you're the one that's doing it. That's what God wants us to do for us to be hospitable. That's a challenge, isn't it? What about S? It says serve. As we see, as we listen, as we eat, and then we'll find places to serve and love And then finally, share. Share your story. Share the story about why you like who you are. Because it's all because of Jesus. It's all because of God's grace to you. Because he stepped into our lives and saved us and loved us and given us a life to live now and for eternity. That's the story, isn't it? As we hear people's story, as we share our story, we can bring God's story to bear on all of that. A loving life centred on Jesus. A loving life that knows that we're deeply loved by God. A loving life that knows we're forgiven by God so that we can forgive others. A loving life that knows that we've been shown compassion by God so we can be compassionate to others. A loving life that knows that we've been given generously by God so that we can be generous to others. A loving life that is hospitable to those who we don't know and around us because God is a hospitable God who has welcomed us. A loving life that loves to do good because we have a God who loves to do good. let's do it hey let's go out and do it let's pray Heavenly Father we give you great thanks Lord that you have opened up our lives and our hearts to you that Lord you have stepped into us and saved us in Jesus it was nothing of itself it was all of you that you have loved us deeply and you want to fill us with your love so that we can love others around us Lord, we pray now that your spirit will fill us with your love and, Lord, we'll go from here being people that are changed and transformed by that and will go out and love to do good, the good that you've prepared in advance for us to do, Lord. Lord, may we be excited as we step from here today to see, Lord, what good you've got for us to do and how that good, Lord, can lead people to know you and love you and opportunities for us to share... How good you are, Lord.
1: We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.